do you need some fresh ideas on how to add value in each and every single client meeting? This is the million dollar idea, right? This is the age old question. And it seems so easy, yet it's also so hard. So I'm going to help you get out of your own way and get out of your own head and really into an easy way to blow your client's mind and trigger, I don't know, maybe around a gazillion referrals. And if it doesn't trigger all these referrals for you, I will offer you a 100% full refund on every penny you have spent listening to this podcast. (laughs) And you know how I feel. I believe listening should have a significant ROI. And today's episode is just that. So shocker, I've got a system for you to add value in each and every client meeting. And we'll do that together today um, by creating a meeting cadence with varied topics. So meetings don't all feel the same to you and your clients. We'll add in some education and behind the scenes info that will have your clients thinking you are a gift from financial planning heaven. We're going to make you the advisor with all the ideas, right? The the advisor that all of your clients are so confident in your competency and your breadth of knowledge because we are going to bake that into the way that you do business. We are going to be building a meeting and value schedule that you can wrap around your busier and slower times in your business to help you make your business work for you without neglecting the value adds to your clients. And we'll do that by solidifying to your clients that you are the doer of all things, right? The advisor who thinks of everything and has all the bases covered. I'm super excited to get into this episode with you today. So let's go. I'm so excited for this episode and I'm excited because I know you're here listening to this podcast because you know it's possible to have energy left over for your family and still have your dream business and today's episode literally just digs right into that and we're talking about the business that you love, um, the life that you love, the business that you are running instead of it running you and today's episode is literally getting our arms around a big piece of the business, which is adding value to your clients and empowering you with the tool or the system to literally deliver value and run your business and have a game plan so that your business doesn't run you. And if you're new to the Efficient Advisor, welcome. I'm Libby Grywe. And I started, I built, and I sold by 37, a 100% referral-only planning practice. And I grew it to seven figures as a solo advisor with a broker-dealer, all while working just three days a week and taking off 14 weeks a year. So I'm really, you know, I'm really just here to walk alongside you and to show you how to do the exact same thing. I'm I'm pretty much obsessed with systems and processes and helping advisors, you know, identify how to take immediate action on the strategies that are most important for scaling, organizing, and creating less stress and overwhelm in your business. You know, I want to help you transform your business and push exhaustion out of the way and push advisor ADD out of the way and really to build a business and a life that you love. And I promise it's so much easier to love a business where clients are literally coming to you and you're not having to go find people. For me, that was like the ultimate, right? That was like the moment that I really felt like I arrived in the place of excessive joy within my business, right? When I didn't have to worry about, okay, how am I going to find the next person? How am I going to do this? How am I, you know, when I had a strategy in place 
We had a referral system established and people were coming to us. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. And a big piece of that was by adding value, I should say strategically adding value to each and every client meeting. So it's just funny how like things come in life in themes, which is funny because we're going to talk about themes today. But I have had, oh gosh, maybe four or five different advisors that I coach in the last two weeks tell me like, okay, I need help adding value. I feel like all my meetings are kind of the same. How do I differentiate them? How do I you know, blow my client's mind? How do I do all this behind the scenes stuff that you're talking about? Like, how do I, how do I articulate to my clients why I'm awesome? And how do I make this fun, exciting, and educational and crazy, crazy valuable for them without killing myself, right? I think that's like the big part, without burning yourself out. And it's interesting because I think some of the advisors that I coach will listen to this and they'll go, oh my gosh, she's talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking like about a collective you because it's literally like I grabbed my notes. Um, I have zero structure for this episode. I'm just I'm just winging it. So here we go. But I have the notes from five or six different meetings that I had with advisors recently where we were talking about how to incorporate value adds into your overall business plan. Like how do we make it part of the DNA of your practice? And there's a couple of ways that we do that. But let's talk first about how people kind of approach this or how advisors have kind of come to notice this. So I was chatting with an advisor the other day and he was telling me like, okay, here's what I'm doing. We were talking about your actual planning process. And then once we build, so if you're coaching with us or if you're in our small group program, uh, what we do is we build out your financial planning process. Like it's, it's pretty awesome. It's like a massive thing where we know each and everything that happens. We build templates, we build, um, you know, hyperlinks, we build all this stuff, we build a way to delegate it all. And then the next piece after we kind of establish, here's how you're doing this with new people is, okay, once a client becomes yours, then what, what do we do for them in year two? What do we do for them in year three? What do we do for them in year four that differentiates us and makes us super duper valuable to them? And so I was talking with this advisor and he was telling me like, I do four meetings a year and here's pretty much the cadence that we do. So these are for my bestest clients, right? And do I know bestest isn't a real word? Yeah, I do, but I'm still going to use it. So there. Um, But anyway, so he's saying, these are for my platinums, my triple A's, whatever you want to call them. I do a meeting in the first quarter where we do a full financial plan update. Then in the second quarter, we do an investment update. And then in the third quarter, we do a full financial plan update. And in the fourth quarter, we do an investment update. And with this particular advisor, he and I have been working together for a couple of months, and we're also just building lots of systems and looking for inefficiencies in his practice. And this was one of those areas that I was like, oh, wow. Well, let's talk about how much work goes into each meeting. And we were breaking down the amount of time that his team puts into it before the meeting, the amount of time that he puts into it before the meeting, how much time it takes him to execute the meeting, what happens from a follow-up perspective. And we were talking about making that, you know, kind of my whole my whole favorite thing, right? Is there a way to make it better, smarter, faster, cheaper, more effective, right? And we were talking about this and just the amount of effort that was going into his full planning updates, which is super admirable. I mean, and we're talking some pretty big clients here, so dollar-wise, it makes a ton of sense. But we're really talking, and I was asking, like, okay, so if you do a plan update in January and a plan update in July, like, how different are they? 
And he said, you know, they're not that different, right? Because unless you get divorced or married or have a baby or the market does something totally crazy, you switch jobs. I mean, there's not that much that changes. So I was like, okay, well, what do you, what do you focus on in those meetings then? And he goes, honestly, they're really freaking boring. And I feel like I could have just recorded the meeting from January and played it for them again, and they wouldn't even know the difference. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Because if you think they're boring, there's an extremely strong chance that your clients are going, oh, this is awful. Like, it's nice to know where we're at. I'm glad we're on pace. But this, like, this is brutal, right? And especially if clients are coming to your office, is this worth you know, one, putting on real pants for, you know, two, getting in the car and driving there, three, investing the time with you, and four, getting in the car and driving back home and taking off said pants. So, you know, we want to make sure that if a client is putting in that kind of effort, or even if they're just hopping online with you on a Zoom, that we're making this experience for them, you know, so valuable that they look at you as, you know, like the financial planning guru, right? the advisor who thinks of everything, the guy or gal that they can trust that has literally all of the bases covered, knows everything. Um, you know, we want them to think you are a gift sent from financial planning heaven. And in order to do that, we need to be adding value in each and every meeting. And if you're feeling like, like I'm not really telling them much different than January, you're not adding significant value. And then we started talking about the investment meetings. And he was like, well, here's what we go through. We go through the rate of return. We go through the current portfolio allocation. We talk about the economy and what the market's doing. And we potentially make any changes that we want to make. And I'm like, okay, well, what happens in the second meeting? So, you know, the fourth quarter meeting. And he said, well, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. And I said, okay, well, what if we look at it like this? You know, the amount of time and effort that goes into the financial plan, getting all the updated information from your clients, running the analysis, getting into the analysis tool if, you know, if you have to do that manually, um, you know, running the illustrations, running different scenarios, coming up with recommendations, that all takes a really long time. And if not that much has changed, what, you know, what would you consider a big adjustment being like, would it, would it be a big deal if you only did that once a year and we replaced that meeting with something else that was pretty stinking valuable? And same thing with that investment meeting, right? Is that all stuff they can just look up online? Like there's nothing worse than having a client come into a meeting and them leaving thinking that was a waste of my time. I literally could have looked everything that he or she just told me up online in about 35 seconds. And I don't really care about this and I don't really care about that. So that was a waste, right? That was pants with a button for no value. (laughs) And nobody wants that. If we are buttoning pants, people, we need to be making sure that we are giving them something, you know, that will really wow them when they come in. And that feels like a lot of pressure, right? Like, oh, well, every time, what if every time they come in, if I have to have something new and interesting and exciting? Okay, so let me let me explain how we're gonna do that. So with this particular advisor, here's what we talked about. We said, okay. Let's do, you want to stick with your four meetings a year. Let's do one plan update, right? So we're reducing the significant amount of time that your team is putting into that. And we're only going to make one crazy impactful financial planning meeting. Then we're going to do an investment meeting. And we're going to make sure that we're telling them stuff that they can't find online, right? We want to add value. So if you really want to focus on investments, what if 
we did something like this. So what if each second quarter you picked out a theme from the portfolio and we're going to get into the whole theme thing here in a second. So just stick with me, but we're going to pick out a theme from the portfolio. So maybe this quarter example, it's going to be large cap growth and you're going to educate your client clients on, you know, re revisit small, mid, large, if you need to difference between growth value, you know, et cetera. And we're going to talk about why you have the large cap fund in your portfolio that you do. And what are the things that you're looking at as an advisor? What are you analyzing? You know, what are you looking at? How does a portfolio get into your allocation? How do you know when you kick out a portfolio? These are the things that clients are going to be like, oh, that's so interesting. And I love knowing that Jim is always screening for cost structure, performance against peer group. If it underperforms the category, I don't know, three quarters in a row, that fund is on a watch list. And if it happens again, he's going to replace it with something new and shiny. Um, that's the the better option now. You know, th- this is the kind of stuff that your clients want to know. Not just like, yay, you made, you know, 4.3% so far this year. And last year you were at negative 122 Here's where you're at. I mean, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, if we can be like, oh yeah. So this, yeah, here's here's your portfolio. And I really want to talk to you about the process that we use, right? So this is that dishwasher rule that my friend Stephen Jarvis and I talked about in the episode on tax returns and what to actually do with them with your clients. Um, where you don't get credit. So I loved how he said this. I always just called it a behind the scenes checklist. But you know, what Stephen said is if you're doing the dishes and your spouse doesn't see you doing the dishes do you even get credit for it? (laughs) You know, the only way to get credit for it is if somebody knows that it happened. So letting our clients know that something has happened and, and this is the type of work that they don't get to see when they're just sitting across the table from you. Or this is the stuff that you spend your time doing when you're not meeting with clients. Or maybe it's somebody on your team is doing as well. So taking that time to like slow down and educate them, your clients will actually find that information kind of fascinating. And it starts to build their confidence in your competency. And I talk about that a lot, but it's critically important, right? And the best thing that we can do is educate our clients. So when they walk away from a meeting, I want them to feel like, so when a client would leave our office, I wanted them to feel like they learned something new. They understand something better now than they did before. They feel empowered because they're more of an active you know, engaged member of their own financial plan now, they know something, they learn something. It's something they can share at the water cooler at work tomorrow. You know, when they're listening to the news or listening to the radio or people, um, you know, over lunch or chatting about something, they can actually like contribute. Or here's the big thing. If they ever go to like a chicken dinner <laughs> that another advisor is hosting, And this advisor is talking about, well, here's how we, you know, here's our process. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're doing for our clients. You do not want your clients sitting there going, huh, I wonder if Libby does that. Or gee, you know, Libby's never really talked about that. That's where that doubt or that uncertainty comes into play. So we always want to be thinking about like, okay, well, when we get a client from another advisor, what are the things that they're complaining about? Like, what are the things that they're saying? You know, well, here's why I'm leaving them and I'm here's why I'm choosing you, but here's why I'm leaving them. Here's what they didn't do for me. Here's what I didn't understand. And then our goal is to do the exact opposite, right? And one of those things is, I heard, at least I heard it a lot in the nearly two decades that I was running my planning business, was 
I really don't understand. You know, like I see all these pictures and graphs and I know I'm not going to run out of money and that's really cool and all, but like, I really don't understand what it is that you do for me for that fee, right? And that's where we'd be like, ah, well, here's exactly what we do for you for that fee. So that's just a a random idea for an investment meeting. You've got, you know, we've got other ones. So in fact, if you are in our coaching platform at all, I have a list of, oh my gosh, I don't know, maybe 60 themes that you can use as ideas and ways to piggyback off of. So, okay, but we're going to keep going. So full plan investment meeting with something kind of looking under the hood, replacing that third quarter with something else. So some sort of value add. And so this advisor and I were in particular talking, and when I say this advisor, again, I mean, this is a collective advisor. I'm not singling anybody out of the five or six that I'm talking about, but one in particular um, sells long-term care, right? They have an insurance component to their business. And um, we were talking about, you know, like one of your value adds could be third quarter long-term care, So this year, 2022, you're going to talk this quarter about long-term care. And what that means is for every client that's coming in that's in that age category, you're going to talk about what is their strategy for an extended care plan, whether they have long-term care insurance or not, right? Here's what our strategy is. Here's what our plan is. Or if you haven't talked to them about long-term care insurance, maybe it's we're going to educate you this. So the, 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 the topic for this quarter is long-term care. And I want to make sure that you fully understand what types of long-term care insurance are. Maybe you're educating them on standalone long-term care. Maybe it's long-term care life insurance hybrid. Maybe it's how to self-fund from a portfolio. Who's the right candidate? Who's not? Maybe if they're you know, if you sell long-term care and they're super duper interested, maybe you're pre-running illustrations and having you know, and talking to them about how this is a really important piece of their plan and how it could derail it. You know, maybe you're using the software to show, you know, so whatever, whatever that looks like. Okay. So there's like 5,000 ideas about long-term care, but like this quarter, this year, you're going to talk about long-term care. And then you might not talk about it again for two or three years. And then fourth quarter, you're going to have something different, a value add. Maybe it's you're in tax planning and, or maybe another one that I love for fourth quarter is employee benefit update right? So these are all things that you can do that add value, that are educating your client, that are improving the quality of planning that they're receiving. And what I love about them and thinking of a different person in this collective advisor, um, we were talking about how you can systematize this, right? So I always have our advisors try to schedule two years worth of themes so they know, okay, here's what we're talking about Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 this year. Um, or let's say you only meet clients twice a year. Here's what we're doing in Q1 or meeting one, meeting two. And then here's what we're going to do in between those meetings to add value for clients where it doesn't actually require any FaceTime, but there's all kinds of things, you guys, that you can delegate to team members that are the same for every client, right? So, okay. So for example, let's say, you know, the large cap growth example that I gave earlier, you could make that into a letter and literally send the same letter to all 200 clients of yours or whatever. <laughs> you know, it doesn't require you having 5,000 meetings. It's literally a one and done strategy. And it adds value. Maybe it's a letter, maybe it's a video or a webinar or something that you do on those opposite quarters to get, you know, educated, to do the value add, to get people excited, to help them see what you're doing behind the scenes, that kind of a stuff. So ideally you have two years sketched out and, you know, and I've heard people talk like beneficiary updates or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that quarter 
not, you don't have to do it again for several years. So you can so you can kind of continue to cover your bases and keep educating. So you might even do, okay, like fourth quarter, you might even do uh, qualified charitable distributions one year. And even if the clients aren't you know overly generous or maybe they're not even RMD age yet, you could start preemptively just sharing like, hey, here's some different tax strategies that we employ. And I just want to educate you on this as we get closer to RMD age. I think it's important for you to know blah, blah, blah. And so maybe you have one or two tax things like that in your pocket that you want to start sharing with clients. And I love that kind of stuff because what always seems to happen, or at least this is what my experience was, is that maybe we would pick a strategy. So let's say we worked with a lot here in Cincinnati we had the headquarters for Procter & Gamble and General Electric. Well, Procter & Gamble, we had a ton of P&G employees, and they, inside of their 401k, have an opportunity for net unrealized appreciation. So every maybe five years, we do a value add, just kind of sharing you know, about different things that we do, different strategies, you know, and net unrealized appreciation was one of them, and we'd have the clients call and find out if that was available to them in their 401k after the meeting, and we just educate. And inevitably, a friend of those clients would call and say, you know what? I was talking to Jim and Jan the other day, and they had mentioned this like thing that you do for P&G employees that's like about our, you know, our stock inside the 401k that gives us this really amazing tax benefit. So even if it doesn't necessarily apply to the exact client, they feel empowered, they feel educated when they're out and about or when they think of the right person, they're going to share what they learned with them. So you might do one on restricted stock units or um, stock options. Maybe you have like a, a, a theme for the quarter where it's all like executive compensation plans or something like that. Whatever, I mean, obviously it has to apply to the vast majority of your clients. And, you know, how do we vary the meetings? How do we add value? And then I was chatting with a female advisor and we were talking just about, you know, mom life and being an advisor and organizing these themes. And what we were talking about was, okay, well then the cool part is, is we can wrap this around our lives. So if you're having, let's say we're doing this cadence where you want a full plan, a full investment update, a theme and a theme. I suggested to her like, hey, in January, when everybody's coming in hot, on the new year, you're all excited. You've got the energy. You know, you're done with the holidays. That's a great time to do like the full plan updates. That's a great time to do the type of a meeting that requires a lot of individual customized effort per client. Then that second quarter of the year where if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about when the end of the school year starts to wrap up and your schedule turns into a pure version of hell with all the things that's a beautiful quarter to do a value add because they don't require as much prep. So if you are, you're basically doing a wash, rinse, repeat kind of a thing, right? So if you're talking to everybody about long-term care, you've got the spiel down, there's very little prep involved. Maybe you're running illustrations, maybe you're not, but you're doing the same thing over and over and over and again. So that makes it very, very simple for you to do. Then maybe third quarter, when the kids are back to school and you've got all the energy, you're like, yes, those kids are back in school. I love them, but goodbye. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely moms, I think, that and dads out there who there's kids get on the bus and they're all teary-eyed because Joey's going off to kindergarten. I was that mom who, I should say I am that mom, who drops the kids off the first day of school and I'm like, 
oh, I love you guys. Have such an awesome day. And then I literally leave tire tracks in the school parking lot because I peeled out of there so fast because I, <laughs> and I love my kids. I'm an all in mom, but I am always like, yes, I get to go. Like now I have all this time to do the stuff that I want to do and get things done and work on all those big projects that I've been kind of, you know, putting off all summer because I wanted to play all summer. So that's a great time of the year to do another more like maybe the investment portfolio or something more, a little bit more in depth where you're doing a lot of individual analysis. Then fourth quarter where it's holiday season and everything's crazy. Um, you know, that's a great time to do another easier value add. So there's a lot of different ways that you can approach this that are very, very systematic. But I just want you to be thinking about, you know, like what's your sweet spot? Hopefully you're working with an ideal client avatar. If you're not, I'm going to link the episode about ICA in the show notes for you. If you don't have a specialty or a niche, you know, I highly, highly, highly recommend being able to target towards a particular client, it does make your business so much more efficient when you can build a process around a specific type of planning or a specific type of client. It makes your life about five gazillion times easier. And you're saying, okay, Libby, well, what if I don't meet with clients four times a year, right? So another advisor I was working with, he meets them once a year. He's like, I do a full plan and investment analysis meeting every single year. It's 90 minutes long. I'm one and done. I said, cool. So how do we vary that meeting? You know, is there a way to do your plan update and maybe one year you do the plan update, the investment update, and you do an education piece on something specific, you know, in the last 15, 20 minutes for them. Um, Or maybe you do that behind the scenes kind of a thing. And then maybe in six months, you send them a beneficiary update or a, you know, I have, I'm trying to, I should probably pull up the list of like 60 or whatever theme ideas, but you know, could you do something that's the same for everybody or host a webinar or something midway through the year for them that, so if you're surge scheduling, right, this would be not when you're surging. Can you do something that is this like really cool value add for people? Um, and thinking about like a beneficiary update, I have advisors that do that all through the mail, or email, right? They have someone on their team go through all of their clients and, hey, here's your here's your portfolios. Here's who's your beneficiary. Um, here's the dollar amounts that they're going to receive based on your current you know, situation. Here's some things to think about, blah, 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 you know, bullet point. Um, you know, think about the actual dollar amount that this person's receiving. Do you want to add a charity? You know, do we want to talk tax strategy? Here's like three, four different ideas to consider. And their team is doing all of that. So it really puts zero extra effort on you, the advisor, other than saying, here's the theme and here's how we're going to execute that in Q2 of next year. So, okay, I'm getting kind of lengthy again. I keep telling myself like, oh, wouldn't it be so cool if I could just get my podcast to about 35, 40 minutes? And I don't know why I think that. I think that's because that's the type of podcast length that I like. Um, So I'm looking at the clock going, ah, okay, Libby, reel it in. But I love, love, love this topic. So long story short, we want to have a like a system to our meetings, right? We don't want to have meeting by default. We want to have meeting by design. So my encouragement to you would be to sit down and really sketch out, like, what am I doing in my meetings? How long is it taking us to prepare for that? Is it really impactful? Are the clients walking away going, yay, I'm so glad I wore pants that had a zipper and a button today. Like I learned something. I feel smarter. 
I feel more educated than when I walked in the door. I feel like I left here understanding what it is my advisor does for me when I'm not looking, right? I understand all of the effort that they put into selecting and designing our allocation. Like here's all the stuff they're doing behind the scenes. Wow, I didn't know they looked at all those different things on our tax return when we sent it into them. Like that, I mean, that's so cool. That's so cool. So I would encourage you to take some time, carve it out, build out the themes for the next, you know, two years in your business. I wouldn't go out too much further than that because you want the ability to pivot and not that like even if you planned, I guess you could plan five years and just pivot if you need to, but you know, at least get the next 12 to 18 months sketched out. Oh, and then, you know, one of the advisors we were talking to, or I was talking to, you know, mentioned something about like, well, what do I do when a client has questions after or in between? I go, the cool part is, is if, you know, you get into this theme, right? You get into this theme idea or value add and your client calls and says, you know, we've been thinking a lot about long-term care. You can say to them or someone on your team can say, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. You mentioned that. That's actually something we're going to be going through in detail with you in the second quarter of next year. So if you want to kick the can down the road and defer versus having a separate meeting, awesome. You can do that. So knowing kind of what's coming down the pike, or if you have a lot of clients who are kind of asking, or you feel like you're kind of talking about the same thing over and over again, great thing to add to Q1 value add for next year. And, oh, I'm so excited. I have a podcast interview coming up with this dude named Blake. It's going to blow your mind. But I have the world's greatest value add for you. And I can't wait to share what he's doing with you. And what I love about it is it's going to be, first of all, you're going to be like crazy touched by his story. But then you're going to go, holy smokes, if I do this for my clients, they are going to adore me. They are going to do this thing that Blake's going to talk to us about, and they are going to feel like 500 million gazillion dollars. And it's a value add that you can offer to them for literally zero time and effort. It'll cost you a little money, but hey, that's okay. It's it's like stupid reasonable. But like, I love ideas that make a huge impact for people. And this is going to be one of those things that people are going to share with their friends. They're going to share with their family. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, I bumped my mic. (laughs) They're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm all excited because my hands are going. I'm not Italian, but you would think I am. Like my arms are just like everywhere when I'm podcasting. Um, So it's not uncommon that I punch my microphone (laughs) mid mid excitement. Um, But it's one of those things that clients are going to share with their friends and family and be like, my advisor did this for me. And it's so impactful. They're going to want to tell everybody about it. So this is the kind of stuff that I want to keep bringing to you guys. I would love to catch up with you over in the Efficient Advisor community on Facebook. Share with me the themes that you're working on. I'm going to share with you some themes that you know pop up or crop up in conversations with advisors that I'm like, ooh, I love that. Oh, and other people ask me, okay, so another thought I had while I was talking about one of these advisors was I had an advisor say, well, if they're used to this two and two, like two financial planning meetings, two investment updates a year, like how do I switch that without them feeling like confused? I was like, great question. Go back to the uh, episode on agendas. I think it was episode number 54. But, you know, build it into your conversation and say, I'm super excited. We're going to be kind of restructuring our meetings to make sure that we're adding immense value to, to your lives. And I want you to walk away every single time with, 
you know, feeling empowered, like you've learned something, like you've educated, like I really want to show you all the stuff that we're doing behind the scenes. So we're going to alter the structure of our meetings. And here's what that cadence is going to look like. Um, and you can kind of explain it to them and get them pumped up. Like this is for them. This is for their benefit, not just for your benefit. Do you benefit from benefit from it? Sure, absolutely. But it's really designed to benefit your client. You want to be so stinking amazing that they can't help but share you to everyone and anyone. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. I hope you have a fantastic week. I look forward to chatting with you on Thursday to just kind of go through some of the highlights and bullet points from this episode. And like I said, keep your, you know, keep your ears and eyes on the lookout for an episode that I'm doing with a man named Blake. I don't want to give away anything more than that, but it's going to be pretty stinking awesome. I was talking to him this morning, just kind of doing a pre-interview. And yes, I pre-interview everybody that I bring on the podcast because I am not going to bring you someone who is boring and lame. So end of story. But we were talking and he was sharing his story and I was literally like sobbing into my coffee. It's that emotional and that impactful for your clients. So I am so excited Anyway, I love to catch up with you over on LinkedIn or out on Facebook. Let me know if you guys have any questions and we'll talk to you soon.